talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity with my co-padres, Kevin Tillman. Hey, buddy. Hey. (laughs) You're happy today. You say compadres a lot. Compadres. That's the only place I say it. It's right here. I know, but you say it. It's funny. Well, I have to say it somewhere. Cool. And then Mr. Brent Allen. Oh, you want to know what's funny? (laughs) I've had my stopwatch going since the last podcast we recorded. Wow. See, that was seven days ago. Jeez. 167 hours ago hmm well there's so, a good test for the well, phone subtract 28 seconds <laughs> yeah <laughs> subtract 28 seconds that's right wow. you know i wish people could be in this room with us just to just to see how unimpressive it well, really is actually we are going to start selling seats to our studio correct we should that we would really be an awesome should idea. we have room for one seat At i mean least, i'm yeah. literally almost touching your knee we're almost so, knee to knee so it, it, we can have room for one person to come watch this <laughs> we got to decide the price of that ticket i'm thinking waterburger I'm thinking <laughs> a lunch. <laughs> hey, but let's know. let's all go eat Taco Bell. Ugh. And then do the and, okay. <laughs> just moving on. Yeah. I'm about to record over. I on think it. that really ties in with our topic today. <laughs> Less <laughs> is more. Actually, Less is more is the topic. Yes, it today. does. That is the topic. Less is more. Man, did, have you learned this yet? I think I'm learning it yet. I say this same answer a lot on our podcast. <clears throat> yes and no. No. <laughs> What do we mean by less is more? Hmm. I mean, it seems obvious, but right. what are we talking about? What areas of life? I, I think it can apply to every area of life. Um, I mean, admit, well, <laughs> except for God, you know, but uh, yeah. spiritual uh, spiritual things. But, um, what, but you know, even spiritual things. Well, yeah, so. okay. So, yeah, we can get into that part of it. Um, yeah, that's true. But I, I think it can apply to every area. I mean, you can declutter your life. That's popular not just in Christian circles. That's popular even... You know, in the secular, so to speak, world now, minimalism is kind of an end thing. So. Why don't we start the discussion in my favorite area of life, food. Huh. You know, I was traveling about a year ago, and Brent, you'd known me long enough to know that I am, um, what's the right word? Germaphobe. Yeah, but I was thinking <laughs> of another word. Um, Extreme germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> cheap. Would you, I'm, I'm relatively cheap. I don't. You invented oh. a word called frugality, frugality. at one point. Yes. The frugality of the situation, yeah. So, so I'm I'm pretty cheap, and I, you know, I, it, money hard earned is money hard spent. Mm. And I was traveling about a year ago, and I was hungry, and I stopped at a place I normally wouldn't stop at because of the price. And I go in, and I had this revelation. It was this beautiful moment in my life where I said, you know, I'm not at the point anymore where I'm pinching pennies. I mean, I'm pinching dollars, not pennies. There's the difference. But um, I am at the point where I want to I want to enjoy something because of the, the, the quality of it rather than the amount saved. And mm-hmm. so I had this thought, I'm, t- I'm typically a, a, a quantity versus quality, at least I have been in food. And I started to shift my thinking going, you know what, it's worth paying a little bit more to get a little less really Product. great food than to pay less to get a whole lot of mm. crappy food. I mean, that that was a that was an aha moment for me. I know it sounds silly, but it, it really is kind of the bottom line of a lot of what we're talking about here. Mm. You know, we think that more is better, but more of average is not really better. 
Now, and sometimes more, um, when you have more, you forget what you have. I mean, staying with the food topic, think of, think about a refrigerator. You know, you open up the refrigerator and it's just so slam packed. There's stuff, there's stuff packed in the back of that refrigerator that's probably been in there for a year and a half. And what do we say when we open it? I can't find. I can't find I can't anything. Eat. Anything. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's full. I hear that out of my children almost every single day, yeah. and yet the refrigerator and pantry are full, full. because yeah. of our expectations of of more. I think it's cultural as well. Mm-hmm. Culture teaches us that more is the answer, and it's not. Yeah. So, is there a spiritual principle here at work? And awkward silence. <laughs> I can always count on you. Because <laughs> after that. a half a second of silence, yeah. it's oh. awkward silence. <laughs> it's one thing if we're sitting here talking, but we're pretending yeah. like there's thousands of listeners <laughs> For out listeners, there. For listeners, <laughs> half a second is an eternity. It'll turn us off. Because so. I'm thinking it has to do with um, satisfaction. Because mm-hmm. I think there is a spiritual uh, spiritual aspect to satisfaction, being content. Paul yeah. says that, right? Yeah. I've learned the secret of being content, whether yeah. well-fed or hungry, whether yeah. clothed or naked. And and the the content factor mm-hmm. seems to be missing when we're constantly wanting more, which begs the question: When is enough enough? There's inside of all of us. It's probably in our human nature. There's there's is something inside of us that um, thinks that the next thing, the next hill, the next climb, the next whatever is the is the answer. You know, I mean, and and uh, goodness, I know. Schools, marketing schools will teach this. I mean, there's, there's, that's marketing 101. Like, you have to have this product. It's going to make your life better. It's going to make you fulfilled, you know? Um, but that's part know. of the strategy to sure make you think that without that product, you're missing out you're on missing real life. Out. Right. And that, I mean, so we can, we can definitely dig into products and stuff easily in this podcast. But yeah, you're right. There's a deeper principle to this as well. Um, just that in, inside of us thinking that that more is the answer, that more is going to bring some type of satisfaction. I'm convinced that if we're not satisfied with what we have, we'll never be satisfied with what we get. Because satisfaction is not about how much you have. It's about a, a state of being or a, a, a state of, of, of thinking even. Now, look, we do have to be honest, though, because there is some deal – there is some – Measure of satisfaction. And, I mean, new car smell is a real thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you get a new car, you feel pretty good about life. And, you know, you put top down if it's a convertible or whatever. Whatever, It smells good. You're driving around. You're showing off. And I think I think studies have shown that that can last up to about six months. And then all you've got is another car with more debt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Buyer's remorse happens it, it can within in. 24 hours yeah. sometimes. And that can happen with cars, the easiest one to, to talk about, but that can happen with anything, you know? Um, well, our stuff. culture, going back to the culture, what does the culture teach us? We need bigger, better, more, newer in everything. Houses, cars, relationships, finances, college education, on and on and on. So where do you draw the line? And how does that tie in with spirituality? Look at the majority of people that come for prayer that we pray with on a regular basis. There's really three aspects that we pray for people about, physical, emotional, spiritual. How much of that is skewed because of the incorrect principle of more is better? Mm. How does that affect our eating habits? Since you brought that up a little earlier, Jeff, the, the very idea of 
even if I have more and I don't, I'm not necessarily hungry, it's like Thanksgiving. I just, I, I, it's there. I eat it because it's there and because yeah. it's a special day. And now because this was a special day, then I'll start this the next week, but then this comes up and that backs everything up. And so there's layer after layer after layer of issue that's involved there. So you look at that from a emotional and physical space. And you think about the spiritual how does this tie into our spirituality and our pursuing of Christ? Because ultimately we would say, and I think we would agree, that we never get to the point where we've had enough of Jesus, yeah. enough of our relationship with God. We should constantly desire more. So that is not an area of less is more. However, maybe it is because of our definition of what more is. Is more spirituality more time with people, more time in the church, more songs, more sermons, more books, more Bible studies, more daily devotionals, more, 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 more. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you have 24 hours, and that's all that you've got. And you can't get everything fit in. So at what point is less actually more? Because less creates in me when it comes to spirituality less within me gives me an opportunity to peace be still mm -hmm. and listen to the voice of god we're so busy going doing trying to achieve more that when we grasp the the idea that less gives me opportunity for more of god that's a radical thought yeah we really how do we teach that i don't think we grasp the concept of choosing very well we, or we don't – we reject the idea of choosing. If you go to the Winn-Dixie down the road, um, they have a <laughs> – funny I mentioned this. They have a, a, a chicken buffet kind of thing where you can, you can grab your box, you can grab your bucket, and you can go through, and you can put chicken in it. And one of the deals they have is uh, $10 for a bucket of wings. And they say as many wings as you can put in this bucket, but the lid has to fit. So you have to go through, and you got to decide, okay, what kind do I want – and you wind up packing and pressing and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's this, to me, it's this mi visual, this mental picture of what we do in our lives. We try to, instead of saying, I'm going to choose these things over these other things, we say, I'm going to choose these things and these other things. And we cram it all in, yeah. and there's zero space to enjoy anything. It's like the idea of buying another boat or another car or another toy or another vacation but you can't enjoy them because you're so stressed because you're trying to pay for them. Right. It's just it's backwards thinking, really. It is. I have, I'm at a point in my life where I have a wife and four kids. I'm glad you said a wife and four kids rather than four wives and a kid. <laughs> that would have been scary. That would be scary. And you'd have been crazy. That's I, would all. Be, I would probably That's lose more my than a podcast. Here. That's a counseling <laughs> session. Right. So a wife, four kids, and a house that seems to be getting smaller every single day. And... My wife and I, we really are at a point in our lives where we're, some people would call downsizing, we're getting rid yeah. of stuff because we understand more stuff does not equate happiness. More stuff does not equate fulfillment. It, it's slavery is really yeah. what it was. Yeah. It's mm. It keeps us in the bind. There's always one more thing to do, one more thing to fix, one more toy to pick up, one more piece of junk that has to be thrown away at the end of the day. So I go in my garage and... We're, we're downsizing, we're cleaning, we're getting rid of, because we're starting to grasp less is more. Hmm. So what kind of stuff are you getting rid of? 
I have some dive equipment. We can talk about that after yes. this is over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need more dive equipment yeah. in my life. It's when I was what? a larger size in life, <laughs> and I learned that less food is more healthy more. for me, and wow. I downsized. Another podcast. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so the idea of downsizing is scary to folks. Why? I think it's, it, it is a deeper issue because um, – when you're downsizing, there's a lot of emotions tied to that. There's, um, I mean, just talking about stuff itself, but uh, stuff is a is a it's a comfort, it's a safety net. It's uh, there's emotions attached to that. Um, you know, I may need this someday. Um, this brought me pleasure at some point. Um, you know, whatever it may be, there's, it's a, I don't know, it's, it's a comfort safety net. There. Isn't there a mourning? And, and a sense of loss that goes along with downsizing, yeah. either emotional attachment to something or the the feeling of, hey, I bought this and I spent good money. And if I get rid of it, I'm right. going to lose out. So I'd rather let it sit on my shelf doing nothing. Rot. than yeah. yeah. I'd rather it rot than right. to sell it for a quarter of what I paid you know, for it. Going back to the refrigerator illustration with the refrigerator full of stuff, but there's you open the door and there's nothing to eat. In a bigger scale, that's kind of what we do in our lives. You know, we 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 open up the door and we got all of this stuff, and but we don't see what's right in front of us because it's you got everything, you have nothing. You know, so I mean, I think we can even do that on a spiritual level. God God has already blessed us, but yet we're we don't see the blessings that God has right here in front of our face because there's so much other stuff just cluttering it out, and that, and that's stuff, but that's also time. That's that's uh. Start day to day, you know. Huh, that's an interesting routine. thought. Stuff does equal time, well, on they, one they, end or the other. They go together. Yeah, it's either acquiring stuff is time, or utilizing stuff is time. My huh. brother taught me this is kind of goes today, but I, I, this seems so basic. But this is probably about I don't know ten years ago. My brother told me something he does every year at the end of the year. All the socks he just no this will. Throw some people for oh, a loop. Oh, it's going to kill me. You can't do this He to just me. throws oh, socks away. No. He throws them away, and he goes to Walmart, and he buys two packs oh, of man. socks, that, and they all match. But I thought, that's brilliant. In my <laughs> mind, that's brilliant, because I am so I was so tired of having... Holy socks? No, not holy... Well, those two, but but no, one sock. You know, the, the non-matching, in the hopes and dreams that one day the other one's going to reappear. Why do we do that? But we know? keep it for a rag, don't we? I don't. I can get a rag. You know what I mean. So, I thought that's such a small principle that I started doing, and I can do it on such a bigger scale. You know, if you haven't found the matching sock yet, just get rid of it. You know. Um, and then I know that there's a lot of the minimalists out there that teach the three month rule and the six month rule. If you haven't used it in this amount of time, you know, get rid of it. Kind of stuff. That's that can be tough for people. Yeah, I think the tough. essence of all this is worry. What are we worried about? We're worried about not being able to make it by the end of the day or make it tomorrow or next week. And from a godly principle, Jesus even taught about it, said, why do you worry about so many things? Look at the birds of the field. They don't toil. They don't save up for tomorrow. And God loves them and takes care of them. How much more does God love and take care of you? And we live truly in a culture. And I keep going back to the idea of culture. Our culture teaches us the very opposite of that. And even good, godly material that's been written and produced 
teaches us so much about acquisition and saving Mm -hmm. that the very idea of I can get by because my father in heaven loves me and is going to take care of me is, is a foreign concept. Now I'm not suggesting don't save a penny for a rainy day. Don't do an emergency funds. Don't save money for college and retirement. I'm not suggesting that I'm simply asking the question, how does that tie in truly to the biblical principles? And that's what each individual has to struggle through themselves. So the idea of more is that safety net. If I have another dollar in the savings account, it's going to help whenever this breaks down or I'm in need of this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of some sounds like, at least in that instance, that money has become idolatry. Mm. You know, thinking back to, think about little children. It's a concept that's taught very early. You know, it, they get a toy, and what's that first little word when the other mine. little kid? Mine. It's mine. It's mine. Mine. It's so much our nature to, to hold on to stuff. I mean, yeah, it is. And ultimately, what we're talking about, again, is a heart issue. Everything boils down to the heart on some level or another. So we've talked about less is more in terms of food, less is more in terms of. Uh, stuff that we have, possessions. Less is more of money. Is that ever true? Well, I think if, absolutely, when money becomes idolatry, as I kind of mentioned a moment ago, then less is more. But it's not the principle of having less. That's not the essence. The essence of it is, where is my foundation? If my foundation, if my security, if my trust is in finances, then... right. The word that keeps popping back in my mind is sacred cow. And just for clarity, too, it's it's because I've heard this in Bible studies before. It's easy for somebody who doesn't have money yeah. to point the finger at the rich person and say, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. But for somebody who doesn't have, they can still have the idol of money because they're desiring so strongly for the acquisition of it. So it could still be an idol. Yeah. I mean, so it's not it's not being content without. It's just as much a problem as not being content with. Idolatry is so sinister in nature because it can sneak up on us and hide its true identity. And we can can cloak idolatry with good stuff Mm -hmm. or as good stuff, and we can reconcile it all day long, and we can justify it. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the the heart is deceitful above all else. Our our own heart can idolize pretty much anything and everything that God created as good. Um, and we have to be on guard against that. I think that's why measuring and metering our amount, the amount of stuff we have is important. Because if we don't pay attention to it, before long, we're going to wind up with a basement or a, a mm-hmm. garage full of stuff that uh, we don't even know how it got there. My, my grandparents have both passed away now, but uh, a few years back, uh, I had the job of going through the stuff and... I'm not joking because I couldn't do it because of work schedule, but I had to do it on weekends and afternoon, mm. whenever I could. Um, it took years. I mean, it took years. Uh, so when you need a good hurricane to come through. Well, see, the problem was grandma Alzheimer's in the end days there. And so she was hiding stuff that actually was valuable, uh, money, yeah. jewelry, and coffee cans. And, you know, so you had to go through stuff. everything. I had to go through everything. And, and oh, <laughs> somebody so at the yard sale bought a, bought a, probably, and I don't want to know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. if I oh, if I had it all to do over, I probably would have just done it immediately and just not known and just gotten yeah. done with it. So, 
I mean, hours were spent going through that stuff. Wow. Long time. So what about spiritually speaking? Less is more. Because I'm thinking we can become very busy yeah. in the church and miss Jesus altogether. I, I was just thinking when you were Now, some pastors it. may not want to hear that because no. they might, might find it a threat to it's their the same people. thing, though. It's the whole refrigerator thing. We have blessings from God already. But I think sometimes we don't see the blessings we already have right in front of us because we think um, it's the being and doing thing. we got to do more, keep doing more, do another Bible study, do another, come to another, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing so that we can find something else that we're missing when we're, what we're really missing is what's already with us. You know, we're not enjoying um, the relationship that we have already with God and with what God has given us already, we miss it because it's... Brent, when we were forming uh, the idea for StoryPoint, that's one of the things we wrestled with quite a bit, and we, we went back and forth for quite a while of programming stuff and, and time doing things versus being authentic and organic. And that was a real struggle with us because it seemed as though what people were saying was, we want options, we want we want lots and lots of options, particularly for our kids, for our children, for our youth. But but they don't want to come to all the options. They just want to know they have them should they want to decide to do it at some point. And that was real frustrating because we were trying to build something that was much more organic and much more relational. But we were fighting against a culture that said, give me a bunch of options. And it's still that way today, not necessarily as much so in our church, but just in our, our spiritual lives and the lives of, of Christians across our country. It's the mindset of I've got to be doing, 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 got to have more, more, more. And it's going away from the be mentality of I just need to be in the presence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and be okay with that. Am I okay that my daddy in heaven just wants me to, be still and and rest in him instead of going and doing and learning more. We, we spend so much time on acquisition of wealth. Uh, we also spend a lot of time on acquisition of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think we do that in the church. We need more Bible studies, more Bible studies, more Bible stories, more memorization, more head knowledge instead of figuring out ways to help people convert the head knowledge that we have into heart knowledge and walking that out right. on a daily type basis. When you look at the Christian uh, as a Christian, when you look at Scripture, we're even even from our logic-based perspective, we're trying to interpret Scripture from a head knowledge instead of a heart knowledge perspective mm-hmm. the way that it was written. And so when we do that, we do need more, more head knowledge, because we can never attain enough. But that's the wrong perspective, because if I have some heart knowledge, yeah. I grasp I don't need as much head knowledge because it's about relationship. So less is more. You think about that in our personal relationships. There are times when it's nice, it's good, it's healthy to take a break from spouse and children and be by yourself. Now, maybe that's for an hour a day. Maybe that's a day per month, per year. But everybody has has their basic wiring. But there, there's separation. Why? Because if we're constantly together, we're constantly together. And we don't appreciate what you get a little bit of separation. Suddenly you understand, wow, the little bit of time we do have together is great. And, and I even think, Jesus secluded himself at, at, at times for energizing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Being time with the Father. You know? Well, as the saying goes, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And it really is true. I, I find whenever I'm away from my family for an extended period of time, I appreciate them more when I get true. back. 
It just uh, it's just nature. It's just yeah. the way we are. Um, <clears throat> is, is there anything that does not follow the principle of less is more that you can think of? Hmm. Hmm. Less is more. Sleep. Less sleep is more. No, you need sleep. I think more sleep is better yep. than less sleep. Yep. You know, the average person is Wait. grossly yeah. under... Underslept. Slept. <laughs> <laughs> they are sleep deprived. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Wait. Less is more. more. No, wait. Well, more is less. I don't know. I, yeah, you know I'm what we're thinking you're to say. wrong on that. I don't know how to say it. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You don't know how to say what you Just know what you're saying. Moving on. Nobody else knows. <laughs> Try to weigh the, what you're supposed to weigh. That's good. Is there anything else that more is better than less? <laughs> okay, that's the question. That's, that's the, real the question. Is there a time when more is better yeah. than less? Um, God's presence. Yeah. God's spirit. Can we always find more of his spirit, more of his presence? Until we get to glory, I would yeah. think so. I mean, because... It, okay, well, that's maybe getting theologically in his, but... Yes, is the answer. Because even though he may be fully there, we may not have the realization that he's there because of our own in-the-wayness, because of our own clutter, our own stuff. Hmm. And that clutter could be stuff. That clutter could be in our own head. Oh, monkeys jumping around in our head there, <laughs> watching too much Golden Girls. <laughs> that reminded me, when, we when my kids were kids, like little kids, we used to do no more monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Yeah. I, I don't know why they just came. rabbit trail. Rabbit trail. That's right. Um, more humor is better than less. I really think that humor is a gift of life. Hmm. Of course, that's just when it's, when my it's perspective. Appropriate, right? It's always appropriate, man. Yeah. You think? <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking there's some moments when oh. I was humorous that it wasn't exactly. Sorry, Aunt Bertha died, but I got a good one for you. Maybe it's not always appropriate. <laughs> you know, you're very close with that one. Very, very okay. close. Well, there you go. Lydia would have appreciated it. Yes, she would have. That's a shout out. I got it. Yeah. What do you think, Brent? Can you think of anything where more is better than less? Time. Ah, yes. But we can't, can we? It, it's the intentionality behind it is the carving out of time. It's prioritizing priorities. Mm -hmm. Getting the right pri priorities is is vital. You know, when you think about less, and this goes into other conversations, but looking back at my life over the last 20, 30 years, if I'd spent less time focused on things that weren't important and more time focused on things that were important. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be a little be a bit more satisfied man. and satisfied with where I'm at in my walk with Christ in this moment because I do want more. I want more relationship with him, more time with him. But grasping the limitations of of life, work, dynamics, it, it's... It's that fine line of of. I don't even know how to verbalize. I think everybody it. can look back and see that, and probably everybody that even listens to this has that same story. Man, if I had done this differently, I'd have more today. So I, I, the key question for us, I think, would be: So, what about now? You know, what about now? Yeah. What what in our life can we declutter? Whether it be time, whether it be stuff, whether it be whatever, what can we? And, and to kind of wrap this up today. What's some practical steps we can do to? So that 10 years from now, we can look back and say, man, I'm glad I made that shift in my life. I would say the first less is more means we're going to lose something. 
But we're really not losing as much as we're gaining. We're, what we're losing is stuff or things that we have attached value to. They may be good things, but they're just not the best things, the most important things. But what we're gaining is we're gaining margin, which means we're gaining space for peace. Mm-hmm. We're gaining um, uh, uh, a stillness or a slowness. We're gaining far more than we're ever possibly losing. In fact, Jesus even said it this way. One of the disciples asked him, said, you know, we, we've given up homes and families and all these things to follow you. And Jesus' response was, look, nobody that's given up these things will fail to receive 10 times what they've lost. So he was even reshifting the thinking, going, look, what you've lost is real, but what you're gaining is far, well, far more valuable. He did even say, let the dead bury their the dead. I mean, like he... He did acknowledge that it's, it's oh, a sure. tough, it's a tough, you know. Yeah, excellent point. So that's what I would say is reshift the thinking. Yeah. And it, my closing statement would be um, to start where you are, crawl before you walk. So if it's clutter, if it's stuff, you know, if it's a big old house full of stuff, start with one room. One room. Start with one corner. One box. One box. Start where you start. And over time, it snowballs. It gets It gets better. Um, it, it will add up, but you got to start. You have to start. If it is a uh, schedule, if it's activities, every day of the week is packed with something. Cut one thing. And that just scares somebody to death mm-hmm. that's listening to this. But find out where you can cut first and cut there um, and carve out just a little bit of time. Um, maybe that little bit of time gives you just a little bit more sleep even. That's okay. Don't feel guilty about that, you know, if you one- need it. One of the hardest things we ever did as parents, Shannon and I told our kids, you cannot do more than one activity. Hmm. And we limited the number of sports, the number of extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. And that was super hard as a parent. We felt guilty because they couldn't do what they wanted to do. Now on the flip side, since we have teenagers who are out of the house or almost out of the house, what they, I think, would tell you is they really didn't miss anything. Yeah. They gain family, and they that can never be uh, taken mm-hmm. away. That can never be replaced. Yep. One more night at the ball field is not necessarily going to help. Another night at home eating dinner is. Mm. That's not a slight against ball field. It's just, yeah. you know, it's we have thing. to be careful. Yeah. Yep. I think for the idea of less is more for an individual who doesn't even know if they're struggling with this. Oh, yeah. Take a few minutes. Take some time. Take some moments to reflect and ask God to reveal to you whether or not this is an issue in your life that has been so camouflaged and so covered up by the attacks of the evil one that you don't even recognize that there's a need for it. Because unfortunately, myself included in this, we typically as humans wait until we do not have a choice but to drop stuff off the plate Hmm. before we do it. Hmm. Rarely is it a conscious decision through prayer and contemplation that I said, I need to drop this. It's when life hits and medical issues hit yeah. that we decide, well, no I don't have a choice at this point. Yeah. Don't wait till that point. Start right. now. Ask God for clean hands and a pure heart. Ask him to reveal to you the things that are in you that are not of him. And as he reveal the, reveals those to you, then start making those adjustments for there, and you'll start to grasp that less of these things really is more of our, my intimate time with God. Mm. So very true. You know, I really think that we could talk days without mm-hmm. end 
just on different topics and subjects. I'm enjoying this, and I hope folks that are listening are enjoying it too. Just to remind, remind people that the, the purpose of this is to be an unfiltered, unscripted uh, conversation between mm-hmm. three guys who think about life and think about faith, and we don't compartmentalize these things. These are uh, all together. They're, they're all together. And that's the messiness of life, but it's also the beauty of the gospel. Because yep. the the gospel gives us our direction and it gives us our boundaries and then we work life within the midst of it, yeah. but we don't do it alone. And we're not experts on any Absolutely of this. Absolutely not. We're working our way through all of this. And ourselves. we might change our mind on something tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's what we want to do. We wanna we wanna model how to flesh out and how to have relationship yeah. on some hard and even maybe contentious topics. Yep. So gentlemen, that's yes, a wrap. Let's uh see it on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.